Modern Life interview with Radimus. It is February 8th, 2019. Gang, gang. What's up, bro? How you doing? Yeah, it's just it's crazy because you pay attention to the culture right. of um, like the climate of the arts, right. specifically music, and you do your best to just like you know, nobody nobody is the the best at anything. You can only be like the best version of yourself where you at right now with, with the light that you have under you right now. Right. So like for me, I'm just like, how can I what 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 can I extract from myself that adds or pushes this thing that's going on forward and lends itself to it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's weird, like, when you think about an album, like, if you're thinking about that for a while, it's not like, I'm here today, so I drop a whole album today. Right. Like, you, you, you're thinking in, in, like, years in advance, you know what right, I'm saying? Like, I started it three years ago. Right, that longevity. So then it's like, oh, and then it's coming out now in 2019, it's like, oh, shit. Hopefully, I told the future correctly mm-hmm. you know because the song so, that comes out today was made last year two years ago say right, right, specifically right. was made around last year actually like may you know what i'm saying right. so you're like hoping oh maybe i still i still have something to say about this mm-hmm. a year later it resonates still you know what I'm saying? You just going back through it do you do you ever go back through songs that you've done like two three years ago and just like yo let me switch a verse here let me rearrange it was that new york, okay. new york i made it in 2016 okay you were there what, yeah so, i think we released it october 2018 the yeah. video so that lasted two and a half years. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it wasn't necessarily the verses. The verses are done, but like the production, like additional production, additional mm-hmm. background vocals, all that stuff right. just start happening over time. You know, when I first okay. made New York, New York, it was just the first verse. Wow. You know, just the first in New York, New York, New York. And I added the second verse, added the longer part, added the background, added the additional production. You know what I'm saying? Made it a thing after a while. Because sometimes dude, you need time to even figure out what it is that you did right. that inspired you to do that in the first place, you know. So. And so with a song like New York, New York, um, when you get to, like, or any other songs actually, do you kind of like say, hey, let me sit on the song, wait till a certain moment? Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, I think, I think um, for me, I have to, for, like, for my shit, I have to... That I have to like it. I have to love it. Mm-hmm. And if I love it, then I feel like a majority of people who fuck with me are gonna love it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if you fuck with me already, then that means you fuck with the way I think about how I release my music and the, and the quality I wanted at to a certain extent, or whatever the case may be. So um, you have to trust that I have your best interest in mind as a listener, the same way I have my best interest in mind as what I put out as an artist. Right. So, Oh yeah, we got some questions too, right? Yeah. yeah do it. I mean, but also we can also just like talk like this. Let's not go. Book yeah. I'm, I'm I wanted to. Back. I just, wanted uh, to like navigate. Yeah, yeah. So we navigate and smooth. And you can chop it up anyway. So. Yeah. Thank you, bro. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, sir.
how's your modern life? Right now, bro, my life is every, everything. Everything? It's not, it's not one thing at all. I'm very much, but like, I feel like to the extreme that you can say that, you know what I'm saying? Certain things are the worst it's ever been. Certain and certain things are the best it's ever been. Okay. And a lot of things, but everything for the most part is climbed, it's, it's risen. You know right. what I'm saying? It's, it, 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 there's clearly an elevation to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. Especially um, when I say the worst, I mean. I don't mean the worst, like. There are people who pray for my problems, you know what I'm saying? So right. you gotta be aware of that as you, as you maneuver. But it just. Thinking back, like, you know, a sense of security in life, for example, right? Yeah. Like, when you're in high school, there is no worry of legitimization in the world as much. Because, yeah. you know, you're protected by this bubble of your parents and your mm-hmm. home and a set schedule and all of that. And even that so college. worse in that sense, meaning this shit is all over the place. It's Facts. like, where's the... And the same thing with, like, music and, like, money and music is the same shit. It's like, when you just... You're just in school and you make music, you do some shows and you have a job, like, you know, you're just chilling. But now it's kind of like I'm rolling the dice, you know right. what I'm saying? So it's like the most uh, all over the place has been in that case. It's not consistent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm it's not consistent. So you have to learn how to juggle the new, the, I'm transitioning into like a new lifestyle. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, but at the same time, I'm... I'm the most prepared I've ever been. It's right. not like I was more lit back then and dropped the ball. I didn't fumble. I haven't fumbled any opportunities, right. any platforms that have presented itself. So it's like I'm just making the best out of every time I do an interview, anytime I do a show, anytime I get in the booth or whatever the case may be, or release something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm, I'm way more in tune and way more inclined with what it is that I represent as a career artist. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Sounds yeah, like you got a good feel of like the game. Like you played sports. I do play sports, but I'm more of a sports fan than a sports player. Where would you like, play? Boxing is more of what I inspires me to rap. But I play ball sometimes. Word. Play some pool. The pool is like my shit. For I feel really. that. Mm-hmm. So it's like similar to like boxing. I said boxing would be a good example. It's just like you know when to take the right shots and yep. just like how to gauge it. Just like yeah. word, I'm gonna hit him with this combo right here. And then just like if punches are being thrown, I know how to handle that and keep rocking with that. Absolutely. So. Same thing with pool. Right. Pool, um, pool is similar to chess because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you're just fucking around, you just hand the balls and yeah. whatever. But when you really get good at pool, it's the same thing that I take into consideration with my music and risk taking. Mm-hmm. Like pool, you are doing two things. You're doing multiple things at once. You're sinking your balls. You're setting up to make the next shot easier. Right. And just in case you miss, you're setting up the cue ball so that it's hard for your opponent right. to be able to make their balls easy. A lot of strategy goes into it. And all and now you're taking into consideration the space and decisions mm-hmm. you're making all these you're setting up your decisions. So right. it's like if my seven ball is here and you know what I'm saying? The opponent's ball is right next to it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not too sure about this shot, I can't leave the cue ball too close because then I'm leaving you an easy shot. Right. Same thing with music. Like, if I take a shot, I have to calculate what's my pillow of losses. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I have to, you have to calculate how sure is the shot. And regardless, at the end of the day, you still have to shoot and see what happens. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, it's that kind of mindset. You know what I mean? Like, you really got thinking ahead. Yeah, I feel that. So... Coming off the heels of that, so we're talking about New York, New York, New York, and then what's what are you working on right now? Coming up, like 
to follow up with that, follow up with those punches. Well, save the youth. Save the youth is to follow up, you know what I mean? Um, check it out today if you haven't, uh, haven't, I mean, it just came out today, so I assume right. you didn't. But Save the Youth is like kind of the antithesis to it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You chucked out V.I.M. in New York, New York. Yeah. So like V.I.M. in New York, New York, V.I.M. is like, yo, I've been through shit, you can't tell me this ain't my path, here's mm -hmm. the proof. New York, New York is, I mean, you were there at the event, yeah. and you saw, even though, it was, even though the song itself represents this anxiety of like in, being in the city and just figuring out your hustle mm -hmm. amongst all the noise, there's still the sense of like, I'm aware that all of us, it's not like I'm by myself, we're all kind of like, I'm aware of the feeling of loneliness, so that brings us all together, that's why there was right. so much love in New York, New York, but Save the Youth is kind of like, you know what, things are getting better though. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Save the Youth I made in LA, driving around, you know what I'm saying? In a drop top, we ran in, had some moves to make out there, mm -hmm. studio sessions in the backyard, playing basketball, literally like creating the beat, writing the verses, all of that shit yeah. right there. And most of the recording was done out there too. Like, So it's like Save the Youth is kind of like, I get, I get how tough life is, mm -hmm. but right now we feeling good. You know right. what I'm saying? Right now, this is one of the days where music is working out and music is clearly uh, to my working in my advantage. So mm -hmm. let me just celebrate that real quick. You know Respect what I'm saying? That. To kind of balance out the world. I don't want people feeling depressed listening to my shit mm -hmm. or happy listening to my shit or confident feeling my shit. I want you to feel all of that. I want you to have a human experience. You know what I mean? And hopefully I come across as a human being in the sense of a body of work, not just singing. You know what I'm saying? My singles aren't the album. Singles are singles mm -hmm. to set up what the bigger picture of the album right. feels like. You know? It's like you're unveiling layers to your audience and letting them know Absolutely. like who you are. If the first one was confident but serious, the second one was hustling, trying to figure it out. The third one is, so today's a good day. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's like, and it, it, everybody feels that. You know, everybody feels that. So I look at my singles like that. Like, what's the picture that it's trying to paint? Because mm -hmm. there's so many different. I know. I was reading the article before, and there's artists like, yo, there's only so many times we can talk about just being depressed like yeah we talk about it and then we move on mm -hmm. and you see a lot of artists like yo we're gonna experiment with other things and like people are like yo what are you doing have you ever run have you ever found yourself in a situation where just like you're releasing different sounds and the people who were with you originally just kind of like yo we want this we want the same we want the yeah, same yeah yeah absolutely and i feel like that's sometimes the hardest part about releasing songs like mm -hmm. even even say to you for me, I mean, if you're like a Radimus Radimus fan, mm -hmm. you're aware that uh, hyper energy, fast flowing, you know right. what I'm saying, not is part of my arsenal. But if you're a on the surface fan, which most people, that's how they engage with music. Like right. any artist, most people are just surface fans. Mm -hmm. Very, you have a core, but yeah. then you have just people who just generally know. Like, and the oh, people what? who generally know about Radimus mm -hmm. is very. Um, they just like bars, you know what I'm saying? It's just the yo's and hip hop, his his a 39 bar verse, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But Save the Youth is kind of like, I can't always cater to you in that sense because then I'm living limited myself. Right. Because you're already looking at me through a limited capacity right. or else you wouldn't think that this was a part of me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When if you, if you fuck with me and know me in person, I'm listening to everything, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm, just, I'm, I'm inspired by Marvin Gaye and Sam Cooke and I can also <laughs> bump Lucy and Playboy Cardi and, yeah. and, and understand why everybody's doing what they're supposed to do so I'm allowed to do that too you know what I mean respect that man so with your direction how do you feel that you differentiate yourself from other artists with your music and like your sounds like in your image I mean the cliche way 
just to say I'm myself. Mm -hmm. But but what does that actually mean? Exactly. What that means to me is I have to look at what my interests are as opposed to what the general mode and the general direction artists take to releasing music, you know? Usually artists are just like, oh, you know, here's a face, there's a filter, and here's a song, blah, 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 blah. But I have to be aware of, you know, my New York roots. Mm -hmm. I have to be aware of my um, poverty, like, childhood. Like, my, like you know what I'm saying? I was raised much more poor than a lot of people. Right. I have to be aware of my Dominican roots. I have to be aware of my interest in art. I have to be aware of my expansiveness and, like, my taste in music. And just take into consideration how much more competition I have, you know what I'm saying? I'm not competing with what's trending on Spotify and what's the top song on Rap Caviar or what's the latest Instagram 10 second viral clip. Like, that's not my competition. Right. I'm trying to I'm trying to compete with legacy artists. I'm trying to compete with artists that they're dead and their music plays still. And what is it about that artist and the way that they narrated their life through all of their decisions, not just what they record. Right. Um, how does that, how does, like, what kind of environment are you making? So I think with me, I'm just, like, very aware of that, you know. You have to be aware of your individuality mm. and then figure out how, how to, like, market and bring that out as best as possible. That's organic to you so that when people come to you, they know they're getting you. They're not just getting the like B a, version, C version of somebody that, else. So with that in mind, when it comes to legacy and knowing the history of Payday Records and then knowing, like, you're, you get, you're from New York, like, this, so they're just so much more monumental. So when it comes to that, how do you approach, like, everything? How do you I look at it in the same way, you know what I'm saying? I look at it like... Jay-Z rolled the dice and dropped the joint with them. Most Def rolled the dice and dropped joints with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Group Home and uh, Gangstar and all of them rolled the dice and dropped joints. Right. Like, at the end of the day, bro, it's the music industry and shit is not 100% solid. You know what I'm saying? You think, you, oh, you go to a major label and it's more lit to the public, but actually you're in a worse position because nobody's paying attention to who you right. are. Oh, everybody's like, fuck labels. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be independent, but most of those people are not in music. They have no clue what the fuck they're talking about. Right. They don't know access points. They don't know great. They don't know how much. They don't know that you have to spend four hundred thousand to go to radio mm -hmm. or rip. Like, do you have four hundred thousand for your no. song? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. like, people talk like, oh yeah, nah, fuck labels. You gotta be independent. Da da da. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. There's right. usually little knowledge, and they're just basing it off of snippets of information that artists release. But in reality, artists are not talking about their situation. Artists are not talking about needing um, other people's money and needing other people's connections to build their infrastructure. Right. So with me, partnering with Payday, and especially with one, this with the New York Legacy for sure, because now you're catering to the people who were in the 90s and went to the parties and are aware of this brand. But even nowadays, I'm rolling a dice that this is part of my story, that right. I, may, I, I, I calculated my wins and my losses and my risks. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta do something to learn something, you know what I'm saying? And I calculated my risk and I calculated what I know I bring to the table besides a machine being around, mm -hmm. and I just have to bet on myself, you know what I'm saying? And, that's, and I hope that that's, that's an example for other people, whether they agree or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least it's another example of how to go about this. And you mentioned also um, your heritage. <laughs> so how important is it with embodying your heritage and like celebrating that in your music? In what, in what sense? Like, like um, you bring, so this question is, like, another important aspect you bring forward in your material is the uh, pride that you have in your Hispanic heritage. How important is it, how important is it to you to be an example <clears throat> 
of one of the leading Hispanic acts that are coming out of New York, specifically Brooklyn? I feel like for me, what the best example and the best way I can incorporate it is organically. Okay. Like a lot of people sometimes come and they ask me to rap in Spanish or they're like, mm -hmm. yo, you should just sound like Bad Bunny or whatever the case may be, but that's not naturally right. how, what I'm inclined to do. What I am inclined to do is like save the youth cover, like put the Dominican flag there with like in videos, like showing that memorabilia. And in my album, you have my mom like narrating in Spanish. Right. You know what I'm saying? To cater to it without without exploiting it. Because at the end right. of the day, you don't want to make your your real self a marketing scheme to the point where now you're kind of like pimping it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what's the nuance of it? Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm Dominican, but I'm in New York. Like, there's, there's, that's way different than being raised in the Dominican Republic. That's right. way different than your only language being Spanish. You know what I'm saying? So I have to be organic to that sense. And then, you know, I talk Spanish with my parents and people who speak Spanish. I'm not just like out here talking Spanish just because. Right. You know what I mean? So like, why would I do that in my music? Why would I be fake? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I try you try it you know what I'm saying some days I'll be like oh, let me write some Spanish bars and it doesn't come out right because right. I don't even think in Spanish I don't even have the vocabulary to be that expensive and express myself you know no, I, read, I read English books I listen to English interviews I, this is, you know but at the same time it's like the first generation immigrant uh, mentality which is your parents sacrifice for you to be here right it's your but, and and they think that they sacrifice so that you can have stability but in reality what they gave you is an opportunity to to, to gamble mm -hmm. they gave you they gave you the chance and they give you some kind of infrastructure so that you can roll the dice for yourself and right. test out what these waters actually are mm -hmm. so for me just doing it is representing it you know right. what I'm saying because I, I can't change my last name I can't change my skin you know what I'm saying I can't yeah. change my name you know what I'm Saying. like that's why it's, it's part of me no matter what you know what I'm saying right. whether I'm addressing it directly or it's just part of my aesthetic. no I mean to that I put it in way because my parents uh, they came from Ghana so Ghana, it's just like, yeah, bro. like first generation here and I was reading something before and I was like yo my parents for a lot of first generation they put it down like this it's like your parents you look like my friends from Ghana too now that you're here you look Ghanaian yeah <laughs> but it's like your parents come out here to give us an opportunity to not fit like we see what they had to go through how much they, how hard they work what they deal with they don't get a chance to like experience all the things that we did mm -hmm. so it's like word i'm uh i see how hard they work let me try this other thing because yeah. that's not the life i'm trying to live yeah, yeah. and then when we grow up and have our kids and have our generation they're gonna see this and because we were able we were able to explore what we want we're able to like all right so this is what our parents went through this is what we went through this is what you can do right that's what I'm saying. Like I'm already, I'm already doing it for the Dominican culture. Cause let's say I marry my girl who's Dominican as well, and we have children, right? I already am able to afford them more resources than my parents did. Right. Hopefully, hopefully I'm able to be as good parents to them as they were to me. But I'm also able to be like, oh, so you're into photography? Yep, I know who you can talk to. Oh, you want to record music? Oh, I know studios. Oh, you want to be a writer? Oh, right. I know journalists. Oh, you want to interview? I know magazines. Oh, you want to be a rapper? I got you. Oh, right. you want to be a producer? I know producers. I'm already, you want to be a model? I already know you already models. You got the resources, like, so it's like, I'm, I'm already gotta... paying it forward. 
and adding more to our story here and then just like the furthering of our of our representation on the right. worldwide level you know what i'm saying so i just the, the more i win the more the capacity all of us have right it's almost like every generation is like a more efficient version of ourselves so it's like oh y'all got the resources now and then when you go through that it's like we have the resources we maximize that and, and then the opening kids, doors kids the going. doors keep opening up exactly. like, i was just at bt yesterday and they asked me like what's one of my favorite moments of like black history you know what i'm saying because it's black history month and mm -hmm. i gave them a bunch but the last one i said was now like yeah. the film industry and the open conversations that are being had like think about how the generation now in the 20s when they're in their 30s and 40s like the access points that are being open and the representation that is existing it's opening the doors for more change and more change to be seamless right like at some point i don't want change to look like i'm breaking down the door i don't even move that way right. i move it like let me get in the door and change it from the inside you know what i'm saying naturally so that's already happening right now so even in this conversation yeah respect man Mm -hmm. Let's see. So let's talk about when you were growing up in New York. Yeah. So growing up in New York, what were some things that helped shape your path and your growth? I mean, definitely, first and foremost, like where I'm from, like just like the projects in Best Style definitely um, opened my eyes to lifestyle. You know what I mean? Just different lifestyles, different lifestyle points. Not only on the on the gangster side, but just like the antithesis of that as well. So a lot of people who live in the hood that are not hood, you know what I'm saying? And right. Oh shit, like you have your own sense of identity that's not just limited to your, your surroundings, but at the same time, obviously it is incorporated in your style, it's incorporated in your, in your speech, it's incorporated in the way you walk and the way you introduce yourself, everything, you know what I'm saying? So like that is one. Um, and the other, the other biggest one is going to NYU, like the college that I went to, because now I'm still in New York, I'm still basically in the Soho area, but I have a way bigger network and I'm meeting people from all over the world, right where I'm from, a couple stops away from where I'm from. So now my viewpoint of the world is bigger and that introduced me to a whole a whole larger way of like experiencing New York, you know. Like when you're from here, it's way different than when you move here. Because when you're from right. here you're desensitized to a certain extent. Right. You know, you're used to it. You're used to it too. Even if it's a new place, you're already used to the New York block. So you're kinda like a little bit blind to it where I was I was offered a lot of the outsider's perspective mm -hmm. on my perspective. So now I'm looking at where I'm from in a way different light and right. I'm able to capitalize and have you have you moved have you lived in other, any other spots just lived here I've always just lived here but I've right. traveled around I go to DR once or twice a year mm. always and that's that's always been a huge help in the way I navigate my New York experience because you learn you're humble by your problems here you know what I'm saying you're humbled by the situation that exists here you're humbled by what you think is a lack of opportunities that you can excess if you go somewhere else where there's little to none you know right. what I'm saying so then you come back and you just make more use of like what's around you okay so when you first got in so when you were first at NYU how was, was there how was that adjustment was there any like were you living on campus I was sleeping on floors on campus Where? Yeah, I, I couldn't commute back and forth from my crib today because I couldn't focus yeah uh -huh. So how was that? Like you found spots, so you had homies that you just crashed I just had floor. homies who I would crash with and sleep on their floors and you know what I'm saying? Fucking with girls to just to stay with them and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? What like that do. hustle, but at the same time, yeah, it opened my, it, it, the, the adjustment part was now I was in a place where I had, just to, you have to start all over again, like 
you go to a school like at NYU, which is almost a fucking uh, Ivy League, you know what I'm saying? I forgot what it is that, oh, because we don't have a sports team, it doesn't make it an Ivy League. Right. You don't have these, uh, these legacy clubs. But nonetheless, you go to, uh, you come from the high school that I come from, you're one of the smartest kids in the class, and now you go and you're in a room with all of the smartest kids from everybody else's high right. school as well, for the most part. You know what I mean? So now you have to really step it up. Right. But at the same time, what it did was it kind of just like made me focus more on what at the same at the same time it made me focus more on what my individual perspective was because they didn't come from the same background I did. They read a lot of these things in books or whatever the case. But I have a certain way that I learn knowledge that I can offer as like value. You know what I'm saying to the class. So it made me just step up who I actually was and how I actually think and just in a more strategic, uh, knowledge based, factual based place. So what was this, the perspective that you gained over there? The biggest perspective that I gained was that the world is a big fucking place. Mm-hmm. And especially when it came to my music there, because obviously I was still in music, I was still doing music, and figuring it out little by little, but I would be surprised by the, the, the fans, you know what I'm saying, that I would just gain on the NYU campus where before I'm kind of just appealing to like who's on my block and who's on my who's in my high school right. where now you're appealing to kids from oh you're in, you live in Germany and you're here now but you fuck with me oh you're from you know what I'm saying you're from upstate but you yeah. fuck with me here oh you're from here you you know what I'm saying oh you're from China and you're fucking with me like it kind of was like oh shit wait Rad like maybe maybe you maybe you have a limited perspective even if I didn't have it in words I mm. feel like I would still have it in my perspective subconsciously where it opened it up where it's like now like the more original you are with yourself the more inviting it is for someone else to come yeah. and visit where you're at you know what I mean? ask their perspective as well I didn't cause... change who I was because I was at NYU right. I just met more people that just it, it just strengthened my individuality rather than broke it apart you know? so coming from Brooklyn what were some of the things that molded who you are right now it was sense. just like like in that borough, and anything were there things specific to that borough, <clears throat> or growing up in Best Eye that's diff- that you wouldn't have gained, like that, like a perspective that you wouldn't have gained in any anywhere else in the world. I feel like the only place that I could gain the perspective that Best Eye gave me was Harlem, just because I feel like Harlem and Best Eye to me are the more concentrated parts in New York that mm-hmm. have such a rich and documented culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Best Eye has a huge culture for just like activism, mm-hmm. for hip hop. Right. for the Caribbean, Latino, black culture all mixed in into mm-hmm. one and Brooklyn in itself in general is so diverse, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like there's black and Spanish kids but there's also the Chinese kids but specific, more specifically like Chinese there's a Chinese representation there's a Polish representation there's a Russian re- representation mm-hmm. there's a Ukrainian representation like Williamsburg was all Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and fucking people from, you know, Europe you know right. what I mean? Like Eastern Europe, you know what I'm saying? So like by default and and where I'm from in Best Die is one of the biggest like Hasidic populations also you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so now it's like not only am I like listening to Biggie through the window and you know what I'm saying listen and then hearing Marvin Gaye in front outside like in, in the oldies with barbecues but I'm also running into all these other coaches at the right. same time and we're all 
kind of like figuring it out together and coexisting. So right. that's that's one of the biggest things. It's like the human, the human interaction, and then the knowledge of how much culture existed yeah. um, in this place. You know what I'm saying? Where for me, obviously, I can't. I, I'm gonna say where I'm from is the best. You know what I'm saying? But the re- re- reason why I say Harlem is because Harlem is one of the only other places in New York that have that much concentrated yeah. history known. You know what I mean? So yeah, you notice that coming out even as an outsider, just like yo, anytime I'm in Harlem, it's like you step out, it's like. Dad, you gotta blend everything. It feels like history. It right. feels like you're walking into <laughs> books. Right. You know what I'm saying? And with Best Eye, I mean, with Best Eye, a lot of the, a lot of the infrastructure has been changed, like buildings and yeah. all of that stuff. And the Best Eye is much bigger than Harlem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As far as the concentrated culture, but for the most part, it's still gonna, you still exist. If you right. go into the right pockets, you you start walking, and you're like, oh yeah. shit, hold on. Like, Every time, like, every time I come out here, so I gotta explore. It's like GTA, you get a new, you unlock a new part of the map, and it's like, Absolutely. every time I go to Brooklyn, I, I go to different parts, and it's like, oh, word, I've been in Brownsville, stayed up there, it's like, word, this is dope. And then I go to other spots, it's like, oh, shit, it's crazy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they're spot. all different. They right. all have their own energy, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you pay attention. If you don't, if you don't generalize, generalize it as a borough, you realize mm-hmm. how expansive it really is. So. You walking down, you just like, word, you can see the difference going from like, around like Bassanova area, walking from Bosnova's walking from over there down to like Wilson and then going down to like Bushwick. OD, it's like way different, way different, different bro. You just, you walking, you looking around, it's like, oh, so you can yeah. feel that. I remember walking back one time, it's like, I'm walking through a spot, it's like, where it's like, the hood is what they would call it. And then you're going through, it's like, Williamsburg's like, yo, this is gentrified as shit. Cats who don't look like they're from here just walk around freely. Yep, like, yep, yep. it's like, yeah, I'm in New York. And then you go to other spots, it's like, I feel, even me as an outsider, it's like, I feel at home when it's like, yo, I don't want to be in the spot that's all like, they make it look like it's not, this is in New York. This is like, y'all made it some ideal, like idealized version. Just yeah. like, yo, we're going to make it super shiny. Like, nah. That's the version that you see on, like, HBO. Yeah, like, there was the already shows. happiness here, bro. Like, I get that there, there's poverty here, but there was happiness here already. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're, it's not, like if you're going to if you're gonna paint the paint the homes, make it nice for the people who live there already. Right. Not to not to push them out, you know what I'm right. saying, and enjoy their homes. You know? They're just like, you know, it's like they come in and just kind of rewrite what the people who live there are, no, like, no, it's like, nah. This ain't it, yeah. and it's like that's yo. why I rep it so much. That's right. why people ask me where I'm from. I don't say Brooklyn, I say that style. Right. Know what I mean, because it carries a certain weight. You know what I mean, obviously I represent Brooklyn. Obviously I'm, I've been to every borough, every um, spot that you can be at in Brooklyn. But you know what I mean? That's home. Right. Having seen the changes as you grown up, like how does that? Mean? How do you like carry those feelings into your music? I don't speak from a gentrified space. Mm-hmm. I don't speak from. I don't speak to. I speak to the the roots because mm-hmm. at, the, at the same time, a lot of people's homes are changing outside of New York. You know right. what I'm saying? Paris is changing. London is changing. You know what I'm saying? Belgium is changing. Sweden right. is changing. You know what I mean? Like Africa is changing. Like yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? Like like so, and it's obviously all over the United States as well. So I think when people hear me find a way to be truer and truer to where I'm from, even though I'm expanding my sound and expanding the way it's going to progress, when they feel that the roots are being respected and upheld and carried, not as a marketing ploy, but just as a, as a concrete 
a sense of identity. It invites the uh, it invites the viewer and the listener to look, to kind of look at themselves and be proud of like their yeah. original roots. Like I don't want it to feel like I don't want to carry a Best Eye flag, a New York flag, a Dominican flag in a way that is is pushing you away. It's kind of just like yo, see, I can rep my shit, so right. rep yours. You know what I mean? Like right. find a way to find beauty in the things that you're from and whatever the case may be, but at the same time still grow. Like leading it by example. It's kind of like it's kind of like the reason why sometimes like I know you wanted to do it, but like like shooting around where I'm from, like it's like at some point I have to stop doing that mm-hmm. because then it kind of only leaves It's me only there. that. It's like, yo, yeah, let's take, I'm going to still dress me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm going to still talk, I'm going to still, we can still talk and kick the shit, but I want to I wanna carry it around, I want to give right. a different light to it, you know what I'm saying? Bring Makes more sense. art into it. So it's like, you look at Radimus and his best style, but it's like beautiful portraits or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. now you kind of have a different sense of it as a whole, you know what I mean? Most mm-hmm. Def is like a leading, the, my biggest inspiration in that sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He grew up, close to where I'm from, we went to the same middle school, you know what I'm saying, like, I know where he's coming from, and for him to represent himself the way he does, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, you're just living in Cape Town just because, and traveling all over the world, and you're really like a worldwide citizen, but he's still so best I like, yeah. you know what I mean, that, that is inspiration for me, and that's a view for me, and he fucks with me, you know what I'm saying, I yeah. met him a couple times, he said he's fucked with what he's heard from me, and then he signed to pay the originally too, so it's like, it's like a passing of the torch, you know what I'm saying, so living in New York City, the birthplace of hip hop, what are some of the moments of yours growing up that you hold near and dear and ultimately help you find your ear for music? Honestly, near and as soon as you said near and dear and specifically best eye, I just think about freestyling when I used to pack bags at a supermarket up the block mm. and having to spit my shit out loud, you know what I'm saying, for the other kids in the style like just around me and, and them not completely fucking with me, but they could com- they could tell like, oh, alright, alright, got some shit, you got some shit, like because I always at the, at the same time like I'm from Best Eye, so it's a predominantly black neighborhood, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm I'm not only my Dominican, I'm a pale ass Dominican, like so. I, I look like an outsider as an insider, but now it's like a certain, you get a certain inclination and, and motivation to be accepted by your, by your community without pretending. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not blood or crib. I'm not selling drugs on my block. I'm not out here, like, chewing, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. not where I'm from, but it's where I'm from, though. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to pretend to be one aspect of it. I'm going to just be me on this side, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, at the same time, it's like, it pushed me to be honest in my perspective because you're going to get checked in whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? If you're, right. if you're the smart guy, the smart, you're going to find a smart dude that's going to press you. If you're, the, right. if you're the tough guy, you're going to find the one who's going to see if you're going to punch him. If you're the drug dealer dude, you're going to run into a drug dealer who's going to G-check if you're actually about it. So mm-hmm. I'd rather just be who I am and right. be, and be, and be um, confronted about what my real place is. And right. I feel like the style helped me see what I wasn't and helped me enforce what I was mm-hmm. from the beginning of when I rap. You know okay. I mean? But it always made me have to rap loud and rap with a fucking bass in my voice because, you know what I'm saying, some warrior shit. Right. I feel that. I feel that. So, before being a participant in the sacred game, you were an avid listener. While walking home from school or work, riding the train, what were some essential bodies of music that you always found yourself coming back to? Um, damn. Still listening to Marvin Gaye's discography. Mm-hmm. Still listening to Jay Z's discography. Still listening to Black Star's album. Still bumping Roy Ayers. I'm still playing like 
And but I was still playing the Beatles and the Smiths and mm. all this shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Through throughout all of it, I feel like for me, honestly, I've always had like a wide a wide range of music, and like actually appreciated it. Not like oh, I'm gonna be different, so I'm gonna listen to this. Like mm. you know, like really paying attention to Freddie Mercury's like writing. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like really paying attention to like great songwriters, like Bob Marley's like songwriting, mm. like his ability to tell stories. You know what I'm saying? I kind of always looked at it more in that, and because I grew up like listen, like appreciating like Dominican writers' pens. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. Fernandito Villalona, and you know what I'm saying, Juan Luis Guerra. Like these are Dominican songwriters who are po- very popular right. and very influential in the country, but at the same time still bumping hip hop and still playing oldies and then going and experimenting in like some British. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know. It just my my ear opened up to more so like. What's the truth that somebody's saying as opposed to what is common for me to be comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, of course, like, Fab is going to come on and G-Unit is going to come on and Dipset and all that shit. And that's definitely a part of my childhood and, and influencing me in one way, but that's not the only. Word. So, for those who have been following the New York music scene, your name constantly comes up in regards to new music. How does it feel to be an emerging artist in New York City being signed to being signed to an iconic label that's looking to resurface with fresh talent. The tough part the, and the real part is that I feel like everybody's just waiting for what's going to be the thing that breaks Radimus through. Mm-hmm. You know? One thing that I never had was an OG. Okay. And I still don't have an OG. I don't have, I don't have a legacy artist or somebody that I can call that's been through my problems and like kind of kicks game. You know what I'm saying? Even a even a modern artist, like somebody who I'm, I can deal with, right. that is within my sphere now. Like I try as much as people with the people around me, but I'm talking about you know what I'm saying, like getting information from a higher up, quote unquote. Mm. And it's good that Radimus is like known. If somebody mentions me, if you don't know, then your boy knows, or somebody in the conversation has heard about right. me. And that's one thing I always wanted. But the other, the next thing now is how to not just be seen as emerging, how to see as like actually like breaking through. Right. So it's like that's that's the constant idea of what what is going to be the thing that happens. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I know I definitely want to do is blow up for something that I'm not. Because the last thing I'm going to do is write a song pretending to be somebody else, and that be the shit that pops off. And now I got to pretend every time I'm on stage. You know what I mean? And right. that's not part of my rapport. So. It's good that it's good that my city knows about me more and more and figures it out. But I know mm. I need that one thing that everybody knows. You know what I'm right. saying? Whether you know the, your full history or not, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody knows that this thing happened. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still searching for that and okay. that faith. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. At first it was to be known. That's why I can't even. I'm grateful that my name can be in a part of a conversation somewhere somehow yeah. in my city. But now it's like, you know, your goals get bigger as you accomplish more, you know? I feel like that's something that artists, like, we all kind of, we kind of find, we kind of, like, run into that as we get more into the craft. It's like, where it's like, yo, I'm interested, and then it's like, yo, I want to be known for this. And then it's like, actually, I want to be known, but I want to be specifically known for, like, being me. Yeah. And, and what I do yeah. Not just be like Oh yo you shoot Or you rap You blah 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 But it's like yo You rap like this You make this type of music Yeah 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 It's just like 
So yeah, like what's gonna be, what are the moves that's gonna wave the flag and, and rise it so that it would be disrespect to say emerging. Right now it still makes sense, but mm-hmm. now I think like, alright, thank God, now I'm an emerging artist. Now I'm in mm-hmm. a conversation with New York rappers to pay attention to, but now it's like, what's gonna be the thing that breaks me out of New right. York only while still representing where I'm from and being able to take that around the world? And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm on now. Now, have you been to, have you gone to other spots and like, like toured, performed, anything yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, I've been to Chicago, I've been mm-hmm. to New Orleans, I've been to Austin, I've been to LA, I've been to Portland. We move around and, and that's the thing, like a lot of that shit strengthens my, my perspective because it, I realize that I can still be myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was, in a, I was in, a, in a studio with a bunch of rappers from, you know what I'm saying, South Central and Mid-City and, and, and West LA, like playing yeah. New York, New York, and they're fucking with it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And even even now to this day, I think LA's like my the top two or top three like cities playing New York, New York. So it's like, okay, like clearly I can be, I can represent where I'm from and invite you because I'm listening to G Perico and Villain Park and, and Blueface and all this shit here. And that's yeah. super LA, you know what I mean? Right. That shit is super West Coast. So clearly I can be appreciated over there too. So I don't try to make no West Coast sound and shit, mm-hmm. make no South sound and shit. If it ends up sounding like that naturally, then so right. be it. But I'm only trying to be like, ooh, what I'm naturally interested right. in doing. You know what I mean? Trying to be more just like you're out there. And it's, it's like, like if I'm on yeah. the West beat, on the West Coast beat, I can't put a West Coast slang. By default, right. it's going to be New York slang on the West Coast beat. Right. You know, I can't change that about body me. So it's like, all right, how do we, all right, I can't change that, and that's ill. So what can we do? No, so, I like that. I like that. Outside that, we got, what are three things that you have to do when you first wake up in the morning? And that's really like the last question. First, the three things that I have to do when I wake up is mm-hmm. think or say out loud that I'm grateful and to end. Thank you for waking me up for another day. I always have to brush my teeth but look myself in the eye and like remind myself that it's time to like go get it. You know what I'm saying? And have a cup of coffee and, and think about everything. Whether it's meditating for real or like just the practice of like drinking coffee and sitting down and being with myself for a couple of moments on what it is that I plan on doing today, what's on the schedule today, and kind of going over that checklist in my mind and how to be best equipped for it. When did you get into that process of like, I'm gonna get my day started like this, meditating, getting everything balanced out? After a while, I started, I used to always wake up 15 minutes before I had to head out the door. Mm -hmm. And I realized how disoriented I would become mm. by the time I had to show up for what it was that I had to do you know what I mean and it was like rad like the extra hour of sleep is actually doing you more harm than just getting up even if you're awake but still in bed you know what I'm saying like just getting up and like going and doing it is way better for you you know what I'm saying? To just sit and be with yourself for a minute. Because by the time you have to go and accomplish these tasks, you thought about it and you sat with it within yourself to like do it to the best of your ability. You know? right. Not just doing it. Like that. So, in preparation for your next body of work, how do you feel like you've grown as an artist and a person since your last release, Righteous? I think the biggest thing that... I feel, the people around me feel, and like, as I've been playing the album for people, is the certain, is, a, is another level of vulnerability. It's a higher level of like, storytelling about like, my past and my present, and my aspirations for the future. 
and then just like the expansion of my sound, you know what I mean? I feel like Righteous was specifically for cementing that Radimus can be part of this conversation, for example. But right. this album, and I was like, alright, y'all know where I'm from, y'all know what it is, y'all know that I care. Here, now here's my foot, here's my best foot forward to take all that and then talk to a, to a, a larger uh, audience, a larger audience in the world, a larger audience of just individuals who are looking, people, the world is looking for radicals, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, like the world is looking for artists like myself who spit, who care about the past, who care about the history, mm -hmm. but are very aware that they are in 2019 right. and it is their due diligence to like in the art, in the video taste, in the lyric choice, in the storytelling, in the sound, in the texture of my voice, in the grit, in the anger and the hunger that I have. I always hear people complaining and I'm always like, yo, y'all looking for me, just give me a chance. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that this album, you know, you're lit if one song on an album is what somebody hears because your one song might not be the next person's one song, but now you go to a concert and you have a bunch of people who have their own favorite songs throughout the set and now you're exposed to other people's favorites and now you're like, oh, okay, like, yeah, and that happens all the time. Like, you, you talk about a new album with somebody, they tell you your, their favorite songs, you tell them your favorite songs and you might go and check out that person's favorite song again right. and check, give it a, give it another second and sometimes your favorite song in May isn't the favorite song when the album comes on in November and now you're like wait hold on there's a whole other side of this album that I wasn't even paying attention to because I only wanted this one thing you know what I'm saying right. so if there's a New York New York fan there's going to be another song on the album for you if there's a VIM fan there's another song on the album for you if there's a Save the Youth fan there's another song on the album for you if it's just the rapper you know what I'm saying like the, the spitter like bars barring out every song for, for some regard you know what I'm saying because I'm, I'm appealing to my words but I feel like I'm appealing to more of my interests which by default you know what I'm saying should should have a bigger response and it kind of has been already you know what I'm saying these last two songs are bigger to me than when any of the songs from Righteous came out for the most part you okay. know what I'm so what do you want people to take away listeners you want them to take away from your next your, your project I'm just a human being making music bro right I am not a deity I am not no demigod. I am not something that you look up to and respond in, in in the perspective of distance. Like I am not far from you. Right. You know what I mean? Be because nobody who's nobody who is incredible to me in music is far from me. Biggie is not far from me. Jay Z is not far from me. Ice Thousand is not far from me. Eminem is not far. These artists are not far. Mm -hmm. Frank Ocean is not far. Like right. Kendrick is not far. Cole. All they are doing is living human lives and figuring out a way to incorporate that into their music and their sound so that you feel alive too. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kendrick was, like, you think you have problems. Kendrick's whole album is like, nobody's playing for me. Like, you have to think about that as a creative choice. Like, you feel that. You're making songs like Feel, where you're like, I feel like the people around me are changing. I feel like this. I feel like loving real. I feel like you have songs like Fear, where you're talking about your last album. Everybody, you think Kendrick Lamar is the top three, and he's stressing. That's like my, that's one of my favorite tracks, bro. He might be stressing right now, bro. Yeah. 
Kendrick Lamar might like he might be amazing. He might just be watching TV. He may hate everything he's been making right now. It's the exact same shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if people fuck with me. I want I want that open door policy to always kind of exist where it's like as ill as you think I am, I worked on it. Yeah. As ill as the beats are, we worked on it. As ill as the writing is, I had to dig into myself to figure this shit out the same way how you can. It's, I just I just spent time doing it. You know? I like that. What are three things you want to accomplish this year? This year? Yeah. To be... To be... One, financially secure when it, when it comes to living off of my art. Um, to... Set up the other ways that Radimus' art can exist outside of just being on the microphone, you know what I'm saying? Expanding my brand outside of just being a rapper. And the third one is to be surprised that I thought these were goals when actually they all came very, very simply when you allow them to. You know what I mean? A lot of the times you set goals and you set goals that are mad far until you hit them and you're like, oh, this is just a random. Oh, okay. Did that. You know what I mean? Like, that's my other goal. Like, to move, to not put so much distance between me and my aspirations and just kind of live and embody them every single day. Where it becomes my life as opposed to this thing that I'm seeking. And when it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered? Somebody just like you, bro. That's it. Yeah. Thank you.